The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 13. Just a quick reminder before we get going, I do offer um, coaching for OCD and anxiety so if you're interested in that then do please get in touch. You can go to my website uh, www.robertjamescoaching.com and you can find out a little bit more about me there. And I also offer a free mini course for OCD and anxieties. It's a short uh, video course with lots of tips for how to start managing your OCD and anxiety in a better way. This week is another OCD autobiography and I interview Tiffany about her experiences with dealing with OCD. We go into lots of detail about um, using ERP Um, about self-compassion, about journaling for for helping you to manage your thoughts so you don't get too carried away with them and that you can start noticing uh, the patterns of really unhelpful obsessive thinking Uh, and many other areas as well. Tiffany has dealt with OCD for a long time uh, but she's learned how to manage it and she shares lots of those tips um, for how she's done that in this podcast today. Many thanks and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Tiffany. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> um, so I'd like to know a little bit more about your um, your story of, of OCD. But before we kind of go into that, can you tell us a little bit about, about you and uh, where you're from and all that kind of stuff? Okay. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so glad to be here. I am Tiffany, like you said, and I am from Bolivia, but now living 10 years here in Chile. Yeah. I um, am preschool educator and I am 27 years old. <laughs> okay. And so what was your first kind of experience of dealing with, with OCD? Uh, you know, most of my time I experienced fear and anxiety, but I rea- realized that I have OCD last year because I had so many triggers in my life. I broke out, broke up with my boyfriend. I started a new business. So my levels of anxiety were like so high. I was really depressed. Mm. And I had a psycho- psychology that is like anxiety expert. And she diagnosed me with OCD. Because all my, all my entire life, I was experiencing this intrusive thought of many, many, many things. But I didn't realize, I didn't know that I was experiencing OCD. So I can tell that most of my life I experienced it, but I didn't know that it was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is this is so common. So many people, I think, who, who struggle with OCD have exactly the same thing. It's like they're experiencing it throughout their childhood, but they have no idea. And actually, sometimes it can take, you know, 30 years before before someone realizes that they actually they have OCD. 
Yes, I can. I can relate. I am like very thank thankful that I realized it at this age because I can manage and I can handle with different strategies. So I am really thankful for that <laughs> because I don't like like to put tags in people. But you know, if you re realize and and accept what you have, it's like most easy to do change and to be with comfortable to having something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So w when you were younger and you were having, you were experiencing this anxiety and you were looking back and you're realizing that you were having kind of obsessions and things, what kind of things were you um, dealing with when you were younger? Uh, when I was younger, I was obsessed with everything that happens to another people. I explained this. Uh, for example, if something bad ha happened to some related or people, I thought that the same thing is going to happen to me. Yeah. And I never realized that that was obsession because I like uh, maintaining my thoughts for one week, two weeks, three weeks, the same thing. And I was like thinking that if somebody, for example, dies, I will die. Or for example, if some, somebody kills somebody, I will, I will do the same. So I okay. never realized okay. that that was an obsession. So it was kind of like magical thinking OCD because this happened, then it's also going to happen to me. Yeah. 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 And like, when you were younger, when you were like a kid, like, did you like, did you have ways to try and deal with that? Or what did you do about it? Like, I am the type of person that always speaks. And thanks God, I had my family that was always there to support me. And my, my strategy was like talking about, talking about what was I feeling and making some breathing, but like, I didn't know how to manage it, but I was always talking about, talking about my fears. But in this, at the same time, I was like, not wanting to do the things. For example, I was, I had the fear of them, uh, of dying, for example. So I was, I wasn't um, good or for making some things, for example, if, I, I thought that if I'm going to sleep, I'm going to die while I was sleeping. So I didn't want to sleep, for example. So yeah. then I was managing the things and start doing with fear, but doing the things. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then if you're not sleeping, then that's going to impact on your anxiety even more. And it's a bit of a vicious circle. Uh, yes. Hmm. So um, the the lady that you mentioned, the psychologist that you you worked with, how did she like identify that you had OCD? Uh, first, I I like I contacted her because I was experiencing a lot of anxiety, and before contacting her, I had all my life different psychologists, and they told me that I have general anxiety disorder. Right. So I contacted her because I was really distressed about my th my thoughts that was uh, like harm OCD. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'm going to kill myself or, or kill somebody in my family. And she told me that I have general anxiety disorders, but I have really 
uh, obsessions and intrusive thinking. Hmm. So she told me, okay, so we have to work with both and we have to put a name of each, like the general anxiety disorder, like the, that voice in your head that is telling you that everything is going to be bad and catastrophizing all your thinking. And you have to put names to your obsession. So we have to work in parallel with both. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it was, uh, was it a relief when you found out that it was, you know, that it was OCD and you, you know, you could categorically say that it was something because obviously like when you're experiencing intrusive thoughts, uh, around harm, that can be really frightening. And, uh, it's, it's really, really great to know that it's, you know, this is, this is a recognized problem that, you know, thousands or millions of people around the world have similar kind of thoughts and that can be a big relief, no? Yeah, it was a big relief for me because I was doing all the wrong things, like not doing to not doing the things I have to do because I fear, for example, in the harm OCD, I was like really distressed if I see some knife or if I go to the balcony, like I was thinking that I was going to uh, kill myself. So knowing it was a relief and making the choice to do the um, ERP, it was really good because I was like, oh my God, thanks God, we have things to do to like be over, to overcome this anxiety and to be less anxious. So it was a really like, I don't know, it was a, first of all, I was in, I was in shock. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to be, to have these, uh, why me? And then I convert that to, okay, I have this. What can I do with this? How, okay. how can I overcome this? So it was like both a relief and a shock in first. And, you know, it was like, um, really, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but it was really difficult to, to think and associate, associate my thinking to the real thinking or to my obsession, like the difference between. It was really difficult that point. But when I knew I had OCD, I started to, okay, accepting all the thoughts, thoughts and not putting names on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's really interesting. And um, so with the, with the ERP that you started to, to do, um, so that was with the psychologist that you, the lady that you kind of, who diagnosed you, she also started doing the ERP with you. Yes. And what kind of ERP were you doing to help you with like the harm um, OCD that you were experiencing? Mm. Uh, first of all, it was like going slowly. First, thinking about uh, committing that harm thing to another family or me. Uh, and then the next week, I was like, um, I had to to face it and go to pick up a knife in the kitchen and be with the knife and noticing that nothing is happening. 
Yeah. yeah. I have to imagine with the knife in my hand that I was killing myself. And then I was laughing. It's really like amazing how your brain works because when you face it, you know that it's not nothing to fear about. Yeah. And then in, uh, when the time goes, I was like imagining that I was dead that I was in my funeral, that I killed myself, or that, that I killed my family. Okay, so okay. So you started off, so yeah, I mean, that must have been really hard, you know, to, to kind of build up to those things. But it sounds like you started off slowly. Yeah, I started slowly. It was really hard, but I think it's harder to maintain this anxiety in your life. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, it's better yeah. to face it like to feel that uh, to feel anxious but to overcome this and to understand that nothing is going to happen yeah 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 it's uh yeah it's, it's incredibly important and uh it's brilliant that you found uh, a good therapist and somebody yeah. who could you know kind of uh, organize these um, erps that you, yeah. you were doing in such a way that it was kind of building up and uh you know over time it sounds like you really learned that you didn't need to to kind of uh, fear these things anymore yes uh, i can say that of course my brain then changed the theme all the time and then it's like what if i don't have ocd but i know that i have to face it and with the erp with all the teams and that is mm. doesn't matter what team do you have your brain is going to change and you have to do the same thing yeah this, this is this is so true unfortunately with ocd it's uh, it's very sneaky it will mm. do its very best to to catch you out and as soon as you think you've resolved one thing another thing will pop up and take its place it's like oh thank you ocd for <laughs> for being so sneaky like that um yeah. Yeah, that's that's the nature of it. Um, yeah. So with with in regards to that, then, if if you've found that it's kind of constantly changing and you've learned to kind of deal with certain themes, but then it it kind of jumps to a different theme. Like what what do you think the approach should be then for like long term kind of managing OCD? I think the most important thing is like to accept, as, as accept your thoughts and separate yourself and your values from your thoughts. Like that was the key in my treatment and in my life, because I yeah. realized that I am not my thoughts and I am not my condition. And I am more than that and that I have values and my values are not changing because of my, my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, that's really interesting. So, so did you start applying acceptance commitment therapy or, or did you, have you come across that or was it more just mindfulness based skills like looking at values and looking at, at um, acceptance? Uh, I didn't. Uh, like make the act the, that therapy but I yeah. I used to do and implement mindfulness in my life and okay. just to sit with my thoughts let it be and accept it yeah okay good so that so you were already doing that before you did the ERP the, the mindfulness kind of stuff yes yes yeah yeah it's so helpful I think mindfulness uh, for me, it's one of those words I hear it all the time, 
and sometimes it gets a bit annoying because it's like it's it can be such a generic word and it's used all the time like hey just be mindful use mindfulness mm-hmm. and um it's i think we need to be really clear with it about how it can be helpful um but in my opinion it's incredibly helpful for for ocd because as you just said it's it's basically learning to kind of accept whatever comes up in the present moment and learning to um to kind of observe our thoughts as as they come up no yes yes you know i i studied mindfulness for kids i am a preschool teacher and i love that like mindfulness and all the theory but i was like not capable to practice in my life but now <laughs> that I, now that i know all the benefits and that i found strategies that work for me it's better and you can see like if you take life mindfully you are going to be all the time in the present and you're not going to overthink all the time yeah absolutely yeah it's 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 so helpful i think to to spend some time uh working out kind of um you know working out how mindfulness can can be helpful for you and you know doing some reading uh, do you do you have any good books that you've read on mindfulness that you recommend to people um i don't have like the books for adults i only read for kids and i don't know in english but uh, Eline snail is a very good out, uh, author for uh, kids mindfulness for kids i don't know for adults I okay them <laughs> yeah okay okay yeah. cool and um you also mentioned their values and again that's something i i also agree with and i think is incredibly important how do you how do you use values for helping to manage your acd um you know like when i have these intrusive thoughts and hmm. i i let them be in my mind i concentrate in what i have for um, for values, for example, I don't know if some harm, intrusive thought goes in my mind. I just think about that. I will never like do that. That is not in my values, and that I don't know. Concentrate in what I think is for me. Yeah. You know, like yeah. not letting my thoughts or my mind going. Uh, in the opposite way yeah so maybe Um, yeah remembering that you have a choice you mean kind of you don't have to you don't have to be like the victim of OCD you have a choice and that you can kind of put your attention onto something that you value instead of instead of focusing in on you know like ruminating about the obsession again yes and seeing from the outside like seeing like that is a movie and I am the the person that is watching that movie. I, yeah. Yes, and seeing from like outside. Yeah, that's a really good diffusion technique actually that uh, a lot of people like, use is yeah, kind of just observing it like, like a film can be really helpful. Yes, yeah. and putting name on it, it's a really good strategy that worked for me too. And you know, it's important me to mention that I took meds like eight years, but I'm actually two years ago I didn't took them the meds 
anymore. And that is, that's important because you can go like to the root of the cows and you mm-hmm. can find yourself uh, doing your therapy with your psychologist and have like all the force to do it and implementing all the, these techniques like meditation, like exercise that are really important for, for all the people, but mostly for OCD sufferers or anxiety. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so for the last two years, you haven't you haven't been taking medication. No, not at all. And how are you doing since that decision? You're doing well. You know, I am doing really, really good. Like, I am surprised about my my capacity to go and to work in my in my you know in my in my mind in my thoughts. Because when I was with meditation, it was really good for the symptoms. But I cannot go through the couch because I was like a zombie, you know? I was like all day sleeping. I cannot move. Mm. I was really good in the symptoms, like not feeling anxious at all. Yeah. Not having a lot of thoughts. But I cannot go in and to work in it. Yeah, this is a problem I think with medication is there's so many side effects that that come come with them. And although they they can be helpful for many people, um and particularly for people who are really really struggling, you know, and struggling so much that it's very hard for them to go to therapy because, you know, they 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 have so much anxiety. I think in in that scenario, it's helpful to to have, you know, something to kind of get you going and get the treatment uh, started but it's a shame if if in the long run people stay on medication um, without kind of really focusing in on doing the therapy that can really help them to kind of leave the medication behind in the long term. Yes of course like it's really important that the medication worked for me because I had to come from Bolivia here to Chile to study alone so they work to mm. be less anxious and to go through my life but you mm. know uh, now I can go through the root cause of my anxiety. Like I am in the uh, in another step. Like I recommend if you're really struggling with the symptoms, like to have with your psychiatric all the meds and all the things, not to leave the medication. But you can work in parallel with your thoughts and your ERP and acts and all the strategies. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think it's an important point you just made. Like. Uh, if you are listening, like you should make sure that you never stop with your medication, you know, just just like that. Always speak to your doctor first uh, and, you know, try to work with a therapist to kind of work out, you know, if you did want to stop your medication, work out the best way of doing it and slowly tapering, tapering off on it. But it's encouraging that, you know, what your story here that, you know, you managed to come off. You, you've done like the ERP, you're using things like, you know, meditation and, and uh your values and doing all these things and exercise you mentioned there, which I, I think personally for me, exercise is so beneficial. I mean, I, I tried medication for a while and it didn't didn't really help me that much. Um, but everyone's different with these things. Yes. And and actually, like um, um, exercise has been proven in in lots of research to be as effective as antidepressants for for uh, mental health issues like anxiety and depression uh and i know for me like it's, it's a fact if i'm if i'm feeling anxious or if 
you know, if there's an obsessive thought that keeps coming up and I'm doing very well because I'm not kind of, I'm not doing anything with it. You know, I'm not kind of uh, fighting with it or pushing it away. But for some reason, the thought keeps coming up. Uh, You know, so if I go for a run, I come back and I just feel I'm I'm much better and uh, much more able to focus, you know, and maybe the thought will be coming up a lot less and uh, I can get on with, with stuff. And yeah, for, for me, like that is that is my my way, my medication in a way is is exercise. Like I try, you know, I try to do that kind of every other day. I go for a run or a bike ride, or I go surfing. Or well, I'm not surfing right now because of the lockdown. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm doing I'm doing something, and it's it's really helpful. Yes, you know, it's important to know what works for you because we are all different. And I use meditation, but at first, for example, last year or many years ago, I can't even sit with myself because I thought that in meditation we have to put our minds in blank. And I I couldn't, of course. So now I know what works for me, how to meditate, how to breathe, how exercise, but not all exercise makes good for me, what I love to do in exercise because you know, I struggled with a with overweight all my life and right. so uh, exercising was a really good thing for my anxiety, but sometimes not so good because I use it a lot like a compulsion to go like to lose weight. So you have to find balance and what works for you and and go on. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, again, you just made a really fantastic point. You know, like it's anything can become compulsive and anything can become un, unhealthy and uh, even things like exercise. So, yeah, we do need to be careful and and find a solution to, um, for us that, that really works. Yes. And it's like a really good thing to know that we are prepared to do hard things and we can do it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but before the, we, we started recording, you were you were talking a little bit about um, the coronavirus and uh, the, some of the issues surrounding that. And we were talking about uncertainty. Mm-hmm. How do you go about dealing with uncertainty? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really, really difficult part in my life to go through it. And yeah. To accept it. yeah. But all the circumstance, circumstances in life. Uh, told me to do it so now I sit with myself and I write down all the things that I can control and all the things that are not in my hands and I can't control and doing doing it and doing it and to have a journal it helped me a lot to see what is really the things that I can control and manage, and you know, and when I see that the most of the things are out of my control, it's yeah. a good thing to be, okay, so I cannot control them, and overthinking about them is not going to be good for me, so I leave it in the paper, I cannot do anything, and okay, I close the, my journal and that it's okay, <laughs> you know, Putting all the things in the paper helped, yeah. helped me a lot. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's 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 so true. It's a very kind of um, like stoic, uh, like a philosophical exercise in a way of, you know, like working out exactly as you just said, working out the things that you can change and the things that you can't. And, you know, accepting those things that you can't change is incredibly helpful. It's a really, really good thing to do. And uh, I, I love the fact that you're writing things down because I think so often with OCD, we are in our heads, you no, know? our thoughts are going round in our head and we're ruminating, we're thinking way too much about stuff. And actually when you write stuff down, uh, like you were just talking about, it's really good because it gets it out of our head, down onto paper, and we can actually see it then. And it's kind of, it's different when you when you read a thought or you write a thought down, you're, you're looking at it from a very different perspective from when it's just in your head. And uh, that, that in itself can be a really good diffusion technique. Yes, it's, it's a really good one. And it's difficult at first because you are really scared about what you're thinking. So you don't, ha you don't want to write them down because you think they're going to be true. But it's really important to face it and to write all the things that you're thinking. It's really important without filters. And then when you see it in the paper, the next day you realize that they are only thoughts and it's, and it doesn't matter if you're thinking that. <laughs> it doesn't have like a really um, impact in your life if you're thinking that or not. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And do you have like any kind of like uh, big tips or, or like techniques, like something that you've learned? that's been absolutely like invaluable for you for, for dealing with your with your OCD? Uh, you know, like I men mentioned then, I think the most important things to do at, that worked for me was first, the exercise, finding things that you enjoy, because it's, it's really important to enjoy the moment in the exercise. For example, I practice, I don't know, dancing or maybe yoga but not forcing forcing you to do it the next yeah. one journaling journaling was a really good strategy for me yeah uh, the other one is breathing breathing like really sit in yourself and breathe and meditating and helping others because with our story we can help a lot of people Absolutely, absolutely. And, yeah. and another thing that I was forgetting, it's really, really important to see and feel your body. For example, I have a lot of things that I eat that make my anxiety go worse. For example, I don't know, coffee or sugar. So I do not eat that things and I feel less anxious. So I think it's mindful yeah. eating and be conscious of your body and what makes you good or bad yeah. it's really important to do it and to drink water you know a lot of yeah water. yeah 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 sometimes we forget about these things and diet diet can be so important i know myself and even even now i, I know that like one coffee is okay for me but yeah. if i have like two or three coffees in a day then i then i feel like terrible in the afternoon like small problems suddenly become you know a lot worse and uh, you know that's that's clearly when you're when you have OCD, that's going to make OCD a lot worse because you know your your obsession will suddenly go from seeming 
you know, not that bad to being absolutely terrible. And that's yeah. just with coffee. And you're right, like, you know, sugar can have the same effect on people. Um, you know, all sorts of, you know, if you're drinking too much, then obviously a hangover can, can kind of start uh, an, an obsessive episode. And really kind of taking care of yourself and thinking about diet can be a really, a really helpful uh, tip, I think. Yes. And not sleeping good. That's a trigger thing too, mm. because uh, you have to find a, like your, your strategies and balance and sleep the hours you need. You know, at first I, I was like the night person and I changed that. I am now a morning person and that was a really good for my OCD because, you know, in night, my anxiety was a really high level and I changed that. I meditate before going to bed. I use essential oils like lavender and I changed all my my hours and my, my routine. And I oh, wow. think having a routine, it's a really, really important thing. Not obsessioning with that, but <laughs> to have a routine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree with that. So, so now you go to bed very early. You've changed your your uh, like your routine completely. Completely, yes. Yeah. Yes, and I am I am like um, uh, trying to be more flexible with myself all the time and not judging. That is a really important thing too. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's that's an interesting one, and something I was, spe I was speaking to some clients with recently actually is is being flexible because sometimes with OCD we want to be perfectionists, no, and yeah. it's very easy to become perfectionist about something, and sometimes even you don't want to start something because you're so concerned that you won't be able to do it perfectly. So, for example, like changing a routine or, or starting a morning routine. Uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to do that because you'll be thinking, well, what if I don't like get up and do it the same every day? And actually, like, it doesn't have to be the same every day. The only thing that kind of needs to be like right is that you are getting up reasonably early and 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 getting on with your day. Whether you get up first and like you know have your coffee and breakfast first, or whether you get up first and meditate first, or whether you get up and do yoga first. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, a specific order, I don't yeah. think. Like, yes, and compassion, compassion all the time. Yeah, self-compassion. Listening your body and you're listening your body and what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, no, I, think, I think these are all really, really important things. Um, and so often they get... They get not ignored necessarily, but ERP is is obviously you know with good reason because it has a lot of research to back it up. It's like it's the gold standard like treatment approach and and you know it's important. But all of these small things actually are incredibly important too, and they add up. You know if you start doing a lot of them together, it has it can have a massive impact. Yes, and you can like be living and not like only being like a zombie and waking up all the mornings going and having your mind like your enemy you change your perspective of life and you're going through and accepting that you have something but you are not your OCD mm -hmm. you are not your condition and you go through your day accepting all the things that are coming your thoughts mm -hmm. your everything <laughs> So, so you felt a little bit like that when you when you had OCD, you felt a bit trapped, a bit like a prisoner in your. Yes. Hmm. Yes. 
all the time. It was like, oh my God, I have to wake up again and going through my mind and, and not being my friend, the friend of my mind and suffering all day. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It can be so hard. No, it can really, OCD can really zap the joy out of, of even the most basic things in life. Yes, yes. And you're really scared about what you think. So you don't have, you don't want to think. And when you resist, it persists and it goes on and on and on. Yeah, I think this fear, fear of thoughts you know, is, is obviously a very common thing with OCD, but it's, it's horrible. I mean, that, that's a horrible place to be where you're, you're afraid of your, of your own thoughts. And yeah. if you are kind of suffering with that and you're listening, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're talking here obviously about like therapy and opening up to people. And it really is, it's so important, you know, to, to open up. Um, and yeah. Tiffany, Tiffany here is a really good example of, you know, what, uh, you know how things can change if you if you do open up and, and and get the right help yeah and you have to know that you are not alone because our thoughts are making us think <laughs> that we are alone or we are having that horrible thoughts only us but we are a lot of people experiencing and the themes are really 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 bad because OCD makes you a trap with the things you most love in life. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's, that's absolutely spot on. Yeah, sadly, it goes after the things we care about most. Yes. So knowing that you're not alone, it's a really important thing. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. you know, here in Latin America and all the Spanish uh, uh, people here, uh, they don't have these strategies or specialists in really, really good specialists in OCD. And if you don't go to like to ask help with the, the correct specialist, it's like really bad or not bad, but you're not focusing in the right thing and can make your OCD worse. So. Yeah. So we have to think and find if we are if we are finding for help, we have to find the correct specialist, like a really um, a good one, but not a good one. But the people that know about it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so it needs to be someone who really really does understand because you can be a good a good therapist, but not an OCD specialist. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Not be good or bad, but being a specialist in these themes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's, uh, yeah, it's a really good point. Um, okay. I've, I think that's, uh, I think you've answered uh, most of my questions there. So um, thank you so much for your time. It's been really interesting talking to you and, and hearing about your, you know, your, your positive story, because, you know, you've it really does sound like you've done, you know, you've done so well and you've done so many different things. Um, to, to start dealing with OCD in a better way. And, uh, you know, it really sounds like, you know, you've done, done brilliantly and you've, you know, you've started your own business as well, you mentioned. Yeah. Which, which is, despite everything going on right now, hopefully, you know, things will calm down soon and that will take off again. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you, Rob. It was great to be here. 
thank you very much. And for all the people that speak Spanish, I have on my Instagram to help them and to explain because there are not too many resources in Spanish. That explain uh -huh. <laughs> tenemos que hablar en castellano para... Exacto. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, Rob. Remember, if you want to know more about me, you can check me out on Instagram, Robert James Coaching UK. You can go and join the Facebook group if you like, the Robert James Coaching Anxiety and OCD Support Group. And also you can check out my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. Many thanks. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.